Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. So happy you joined me today. Today, I want to talk about selling, but I'm talking about the biggest sale you're ever going to make. Let me take a step back. In 2012, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics came out with an interesting number. They looked at all the working professions in the U.S., right? Everybody who's working. And what they figured out that one in nine, one in nine of people employed in the U.S. are in the profession of selling. One in nine, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? One in nine are in the profession of selling. But when they looked at the eight of nine... They asked a different question. How many of those folks are actually in the business of selling? Well, directly they're not, but what they found is that 30, 40% of their time is spent on influence and persuasion. Let me say that again. One in nine are officially in sales. When they looked at the other eight of nine who are not officially in sales, what they found is they spend 30 to 40% of their time influencing and persuading other people. What does that tell you? that we're all in sales. Because when you're influencing, persuading, that's sales. You're selling people on a product. You're selling people on a a service. You're selling people on a goal. You're selling people on an idea. You're selling people on a vision. You're even selling your enthusiasm to get people fired up. So you're always selling. But the biggest sale you always have to make is yourself. See, this is life's biggest sale, yourself. Because when you think about success, when you think about moving forward and becoming successful, the first person you have to sell is yourself. And you have to sell yourself on the idea that it is one, possible. It is possible to be successful. It is possible to achieve whatever goal you set before you. And it is possible to lay out a roadmap. And it is possible to follow a roadmap and get there. Because if you don't sell yourself, then, like anything else, your subconscious doesn't buy it. And when your subconscious doesn't buy it because you really don't buy into yourself, you basically, it's a doomed self-fulfilling prophecy. You undercut, you undermine yourself. You ever start doing something? You know, you're like convinced, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start working this business. I'm going to work this idea. And maybe about a month in... You lose that steam. You lose that energy. You don't want, you're like, I don't know if I want to do this. At that point, you have unsold yourself on the idea. Slowly but surely, over time, and it happens really slowly, you've unsold yourself. Somewhere in there, maybe from the beginning, your idea wasn't well thought out. Or maybe as you move through the idea, began to execute the idea, you began to find out new information. In other words, once you started doing something, Then all of a sudden, the reality hits you of what you'll have to deal with, what you'll have to do to achieve your goal. And maybe those new realities has forced you to recalibrate your commitment. Oh, that's a key word. Your commitment to the outcome. Your commitment to that outcome. And as soon as you lack that commitment, that is another way of saying that you unsold yourself on the idea of whatever it is you were trying to achieve. Now, keep in mind that we're always going to face obstacles. In life, we're always going to face obstacles. I know, it's obvious. I'm just pointing out the obvious here. But when something comes our way, you know, an, an, uh, an obstacle, that's almost like in sales, like an objection. When we get an objection from a client, do we just say, okay, that's it, I'm done with sales, I'm leaving, you know, I'm, I'm out of here. No, we don't do that. I hope not. 
What we do is say, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better in my sales presentation? Maybe in my prospecting phase, maybe I should have qualified better in the presentation or the pitch. What did I say or didn't I say? Should I sequence things differently? Should I have said something differently? What should I have said? And we begin to improve. And we stay sold on the idea that we can sell something. Let me say that again. We, when we solve our own problems in selling, we're basically also selling ourselves on the idea that it is possible that if we adopt our, or adapt our prospecting process or our presentation process or our proposal process, if we adapt just those things, we can be successful in selling. See, that's when you're already sold. People who give up. People who give up on selling are easily unsold. When you give up on yourself on being a great salesperson, you've unsold yourself. And because you've unsold yourself, you'll never be great at selling because you missed out on selling the most important person, which is you. Now, you've heard this. You've got to sell yourself on the product. But what does that really mean, sell yourself on the product? As I've always said, you don't have to love what you sell. You should love what it does for your customers. Let me say that again. You don't have to love what you sell. You should love what it does for your customers. Said another way, you have to believe that what you're selling can really help other people. Whether it's B2B or B2C doesn't matter. You have to believe that what you're selling can help other people. Any goal that you set for yourself, any objective you want to go after, You have to sell yourself on the idea that it's going to help other people at the same time. Maybe that's why people get unsold on an idea. Let me say it again. Many times, you don't really believe in what you're selling. And maybe when you're trying to sell yourself somewhere in the subconscious, you don't believe in what you're trying to sell to yourself. So here's what I'd like you to do. As we move into a new year or as we start a new career, doesn't matter. When you're starting something anew, I want you to ask yourself, am I really buying into this process? Am I really buying into this new opportunity? Am I really buying into this new job? Am I really buying into it? And I want you to ask yourself, am I committed when I confront obstacles, which I will? Am I willing to push through? Do I really believe in what I offer and what I'm selling will help other people? Because again, that is the biggest sale you have to make. You have to believe that what you're selling, what you're doing is going to help other people. And maybe you need to find examples. For example, like me, if if you're a sales trainer, I look for examples of people telling me, Victor, I tried your Sales Velocity Academy. It's been working for me. I've seen the changes. Here are the numbers. Here are the metrics. I get this all the time. The emails I get, the comments I get online fortify in my mind that what I am doing is helping other people, but it's also reinforcing my belief system that what I'm doing is making an impact. So that is called social proof. These are people telling me, the feedback is coming in, that this sales training program is helping me. So in order to stay sold, I want you to start looking for proof. Start getting some visual proof, you know, social proof on how your product or service is helping other people. Really dig into that. If you're selling supplements, find out how these supplements are impacting other people. If you're selling technology equipment, you know, find out how that equipment is helping a company save money or make, you know, or generate more revenues. Find out how it's impacting other people, no matter what you sell. 
when you understand how it's helping other people or other companies, then you sell yourself because by default, de facto, you know that what you're doing is helping other people. And there's nothing better than knowing that what you're doing beyond making money, we all love making money, but beyond making money, isn't it nice to know that what you're doing is impacting other people? So by searching for social proof of how you're actually helping, you know, case studies, you know, examples of how your product or service has impacted other people or other companies will help you sell yourself on staying sold. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. I hope that gets you revved up today. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform. You know the deal, the Sales Velocity Academy. We changed the name from the Sales Mastery Academy because we wanted something that had more oomph. So it is now officially the Sales Velocity Academy. Go to salesvelocityacademy.com. We have almost 40 courses, almost 400 videos, my 13 books. So if you're serious about increasing your sales velocity, go to salesvelocityacademy.com. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.